What's going on, everybody? This is Jerome Moore, host and creator of Deep Disc Conversations. And firstly, I want to say thank you for all love and support, and thank you for exploring the perspectives of social change with me on this platform. I want to encourage you all to like, subscribe, and follow us on YouTube and on your favorite podcast listening platform, and make sure you give us a five-star rating if you're loving the Deep Disc Conversations. I appreciate all of the support again. I hope you all enjoy this episode. Hygiene in the pizza room. Ready. <laughs> so... Before we get into, you know, the Community Resource Center and everything that y'all do around Middle Tennessee when it comes to hygiene, um, let's talk about, like, you all a little bit. Like, how do you all get into this work? Like, what inspired you? Where you're from? Like, who yeah. are you? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so, um, let's start. Let's start with you, Tina. Okay. Um, I'm Tina. I'm originally from the West Coast. So, I came to Nashville 25, 26 years ago and um, to actually work in entertainment media, entertainment marketing is the best way to put it. Uh, after 20 years of radio, newspaper advertising, um, and marketing, I was like, all right, I want to do something a little bit different. And I'd been volunteering, sitting on boards, mm -hmm. things like that. And CRC was always one of those organizations I was helping as I kind of worked up the ladder here in Nashville. Oh, wow. So, you know, from California to Nashville. So you was one of the first you started this movie. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Oregon, not California. <laughs> Oregon. Yeah, don't, don't Still the West Coast, though. Still the West Coast. Still the West Coast, you know. And how about you, uh, Megan? Yeah, I'm not from Oregon. Um, from Kentucky, okay. but I have been in Nashville for about 10 years. Okay. Um, my background is in social work, so I always wanted to be in that helping space. Um, and in Nashville for about 10 years, I've been working usually in youth serving agencies. So working with young people, whether it's in a school or a nonprofit and Tina and I had kind of orbited around one another just by nature of what we did. Yeah. Um, when I was at a school and needed hygiene, I'd call Tina. Mm -hmm. um, when the tornado happened, our worlds got brought together just from me being in North. Um, and so just fell in love with what she was doing and it took a minute, but we finally found <laughs> our way to one another. We're in our group. We're yeah, good. We're yeah, yeah. But I think y'all like each other. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have to. You yes. have to when you're a, now a three-person team. Yes. <laughs> wow. Only three. Three and a half. Three and a half. Yeah. Um, we have a part-time warehouse oh, truck okay. driver. That's what the half um, is. That's what yeah. the half is. Okay. I just wanted to he's be a, clear. He's a whole person, he's a whole person but he's okay. with his half time. Half time. Okay. Yeah. I just I just watched like. You know, Lord of the Rings and yeah. stuff like that. So, you know, I just want to be clear. We just got a centaur yeah, yeah, running yeah. around. I just want to be just want to be clear. You know, I just want to be clear. You know, people may identify how they identify. That is know? true. So, that is true. And really, when the tornado hit, I was the only employee. Yes. Yeah. So we, I took over the organization in 2019. We had gone through some strategic planning, had really kind of begun to outline a large shift to this hygiene space knowing that it would take several years, that you couldn't just flip on the switch today and be like, we're going to be able to afford to take care of all the hygiene needs in Nashville. Right. So we knew we had to work up to that, not knowing my crystal ball was broken, <laughs> that we would have a tornado, a pandemic, a bombing, um, two, two floods. floods, you know, all of these things that we actually responded to in the last two years. Yeah. Wow. Yes. So, all right. Before we get in deep, deep, deep dish into, okay. you know. Think uh, rest. Yeah, we're going to start off thin right now. <laughs> All right, cool. So, hygiene. Yeah. How many other organizations in Nashville, like specifically, mm. just, just deal with hygiene? Zero. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Zero. Um, the CRC has always lived in a really interesting space between nonprofits and their needs and what we could source. And so if you were a nonprofit that needed blankets or socks or whatnot, we were helping fill those needs. Um, as we began this kind of strategic shift in 2019, it would be like, hey, you can take six shampoos today, but I need 25 or I need 200 or I need whatever that astronomical number was to supply a whole nonprofit. Right. Um, and so there are nonprofits that are doing a great job of hustling for their own. Mm -hmm. But what we do is take in a whole tractor trailer. Yeah. So what one person might need a case of toothbrushes, we can accept 24 pallets, six to seven feet tall, and it'd be about, I don't know, 132,000 pieces of toothbrushes. 
wow. donated from a corporate partner. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, we we really say it's that supply chain. That's mm-hmm. the space that we live in when the shift was happening at the CRC of like what is CRC 2.0? The gap that we identified were around non-food basic needs. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, while there is food insecurity vastly in our community, we have a network of support around mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. Um, but we make the case all day long, hygiene is a basic need. Right. It's not something I want to walk out of my house without, and so no person should have to be in our community without access to that. And that's where we saw that mm-hmm. gap was there are people that are doing it for their school, for their nonprofit. 30 sticks of deodorant at a time, but who is creating that coordinated supply chain to make sure that even the smallest nonprofit or the smallest church has access to those products? Um, so that's where we kind of live mm-hmm. in that space is that supply chain. Wow. So you all are like the plug. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Y'all are the plug for like Middle Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are very few organizations like ours across the country, like maybe six or seven. And one internationally that's doing really well. Wow. So one of the things about hygiene that when I think about, especially when you're talking about uh, supply and community, Mm -hmm. right, is how how does an organization or how does a person ask, Mm -hmm. you know, for hygiene, and, st- and still keep their dignity, right? Yeah, 100%. Because, like, that's the thing a lot of times. Like, oh, I don't want to, you know, like, I know I need, like, shampoo, soap, deodorant, mm-hmm. you know, um, feminine products, mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. you know, whatever it may be. But, like, oh, I don't want, I don't, I don't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want eyes on me. I don't, you know, so how do you all deal with that, especially with partner organizations, yeah. like schools yeah. and stuff oh, like yeah. that, especially with students and stuff where, yes. you know, kids are mean, you know, yes. can be mean. Yes. Brutal. Brutal. Um, you know, our goal is that we are going to put hygiene in places that take the barrier away from whether that is proving mm-hmm. with your paperwork that you meet mm-hmm. an income criteria. It is... Um, sitting in a class to be able to redeem your attendance for something like our goal is that while there are organizations that can have those kinds of pieces we want to make sure that there are other opportunities that you don't you just walk in and say i need some help and our goal is that the partners that we work with that are running our hygiene pantries are able to refer people to additional resources. So it's not just like, hey, I'm going to come get that bottle of shampoo. But if it's something that you need ongoing, if you have needs around um, food insecurity, because we do know that food insecurity and hygiene insecurity go hand in hand. Wow. Um, And that you're often making really hard decisions between putting food on your table or paying your rent or putting food on your table or buying deodorant okay. or whatever, you know, whatever that challenge is for that individual or that family. Um, and so we kind of do it in a couple of different models. One of our, one of that we're really proud about is our school model. And so mm-hmm. we're placing hygiene pantries right into um, schools in Metro National Public Schools with the goal of having 20 um, in the next year. Wow. And mm-hmm. these are free and 100% stocked for a student or a family. Mm -hmm. And we know that some schools are, are, they have a lot of family involvement that um, families are walking and dropping their kids off and that a mom or a grandparent or an aunt or whoever might say, Hey, we really need some additional help and, and they'll take it right then. Mm -hmm. Or we just have, we just loaded in a middle school that we were rethinking every form that we've made because we want the kids to own the process and not feel like they're having to share too much. Yeah. Um, that we have to, you know, we report back to our grants and, and the people that support us. Like, we gave away X amount of right. stuff for X amount of people in the household, but allow these kids to be part of the process um, without scaring them away for mm-hmm. what they might need next. Yeah. Right. I think your point, is, it's so important. We... We don't have this fixed model everywhere we go. We really talk to the school, the partner, whomever it might be, and say, to use your word, because it's what we live by every day, how do we protect, provide, and restore dignity to whomever is in your building? Mm -hmm. And a lot of times with our schools, because of everything you just said, it's a no questions asked Mm -hmm. 
I mean, they're, like one of our pantries is in a closet that's really only accessed by students. Mm-hmm. Teachers really aren't in there. Wow. Families aren't in there because there is, there can be, shouldn't be, but there can be shame right. around these products. And so for us, if you need something, it's a no questions asked process. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, we want to make sure that there are products in that space that are familiar to mm-hmm. you that look like something that you would buy at a store mm-hmm. if you needed to. Um, and that you have choice. We right. really believe not only in the dignity of the products, but you as a person having mm-hmm. the dignity to choose mm-hmm. what you want right. and what's going to feel good for you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I want to I want to kind of dive into like like maybe um, biases mm-hmm. or just stereotypes, right? Mm-hmm. Because I think probably many of us, when we think about like hygiene, we think about maybe. A few group of, of, of human beings, right? Yes. We probably yeah. think about our homeless neighbors. Mm-hmm. We probably think about those that <clears throat> maybe just poor, mm-hmm. right? Um, we probably uh, think about a, a particular uh, ethnic group, mm-hmm. right? It just depends on our experience. Mm-hmm. And so to try to alleviate that, right, in this type of conversation, do you all see that, like, hygiene is just something that, it just is needed. It can vary based on different like social classes, economic classes, or is there like things that you all see like systemically that mm-hmm. hey, this particular group tends to need more hygiene support than this particular group for whatever reason? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you all like um, pivot or respond to those things when they, when they come across when y'all come mm-hmm. across them? I think one of the big differentiators of hygiene need or hygiene insecurity um, is what we talk about all the time is around the government assistance Mm -hmm. model. So there are no government assistance programs that cover, discount, or provide any of these products. Wow. So if I'm on SNAP, which we used to call food stamps, if I'm on, if I, my household qualifies for WIC, I cannot walk into the store and buy laundry detergent. I cannot buy feminine products. I cannot buy diapers for my child. Mm-hmm. And so whereas when you're talking about sort of the socioeconomic class around this, even if your household qualifies for these programs, you cannot access mm-hmm. or afford them. And so to some extent, hygiene insecurity is much wider and more vast than I think people realize because there's just no way to break down, especially the financial barriers right. around these products. Well, mm-hmm. and I think COVID has, um, in COVID, Nashville specifically, experienced this group of hospitality workers who I think are some of the biggest hustlers in town, that if they've got to make a car payment, they're pulling double shifts. Well, you take away their livelihood, and this is a group of people that had never needed to ask for assistance. And so all of a sudden, we were getting phone calls of like, where do I go? And and you'd say a name like, hey, you can go here. And they'd be like, what's that? And so we saw in COVID that it wasn't the color of your skin. It wasn't the neighborhood that you live in. It wasn't any of those you know, items that people like to just tag off, it was everyone across the board that didn't know how to go get help that Mm -hmm. we were really starting to support. Yeah. And you brought up, I think, an interesting thing, uh, Megan, talking about, like, just government assistance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you would think hygiene would be something that it's like a human right. Yes. No matter where you where you are. Thank yes. you. Like, mic yes. drop. Yeah. Yes. Like, I will not drop this mic because yes. it's very expensive, but mic yes. drop, yes. Like that, like so you got me thinking like why isn't hygiene just as important as food? Yeah. Right? Or housing or and, and, and then you, you brought up something that I didn't think about as far as like laundry detergent, right? I wouldn't even thought of that as like a hygiene. Like no. am I like I'm thinking of like toothbrush, toothpaste, yeah. soap. Yeah. So we include um, a laundry detergent and a cleaning supply as our top 10 products. Okay. Um, In addition to toothbrush and toothpaste and soap and shampoo, deodorant, um, diapers and wipes, feminine hygiene and continence products, because you can, you can brush your teeth all day, but like if your clothes are still dirty, you, that's your first, you know, that's your first handshake. Like that's, that's that outward appearance that that's just as important as whether or not Mm. you brush your teeth. Right. Um, and I think part of this conversation really is around the unless two or three are gathered and having this conversation, it's a tough conversation to be had. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people that we talked to probably went to Target, dropped a couple hundred dollars, didn't think twice about it. 
mm-hmm. and just went on. And they have a cadence in which they get up every morning and they brush their teeth and they shower and they like, it's, it's just, it's matter of fact that they move on with their day. They don't think about it. They don't mm-hmm. think about it at all. And instead we're having a conversation about individuals that are maybe inside of a food desert, which means there's no good place to buy fresh produce. So if you don't have a place that's selling produce, you probably are going to a minute mart or a gas station to buy those things that you need. And a lot of times that's hygiene. So what might cost $3 at a Walmart or a Target is a minimum of $556 inside a community that doesn't have a large scale, you know, food store, a discount Sam's or Costco. Um, And so it's not only that we are not providing these items as part of assistance, but we're also not giving locations in which communities can access these locate these items right. in an affordable manner. Yeah. So <clears throat> now I got two things in my mind <laughs> <laughs> because you know we we are a very like blue city dot mm-hmm. <laughs> in a very red red super red state. Mm-hmm. And so when you talk about like government. What are those conversations? Do you all have those conversations with, you know, state legislators or even council persons mm-hmm. um, or even the mayor's administration about um, combating, like, hygiene mm-hmm. and the deficit of hygiene that people don't have and making it easier for people to, like, access this hygiene that they need and need to use every single day mm-hmm. to feel better. Like it's yeah. feel better about themselves, you yes. know, yeah. you know, and when you feel clean, you know, you just something else about them. You can, yeah. you just have, you just feel fresh. Yeah. Even Absolutely. if you don't have something else, like 100%. knowing that you can just, I'm, I'm a clean, my yes. body's clean. I yeah. can, you know, I can, I have the products to do that. Like you just, it gives you more confidence about yourself. It's, it's a head up versus head down. Right. I mean, you know, as someone who used to be in this school space, I knew which of my kids didn't feel clean that day because mm-hmm. it was a head down. Right. And and the power to to make a head up. It, I mean, it's, yeah, it's soap, whatever. I mean, but that's that's the power of hygiene wow. right there. But to circle back ooh, ooh. to your question. We don't receive any state, local funding, city funding, state funding, national funding. We are grassroots hustling for every dollar that we can get. Um, <laughs> wow. And we're... And we're bringing in people that maybe found us from a disaster perspective. Um, We have a funder that is out of state and they loved our disaster work and how we were showing what we were doing and helping the community. And they were like, what do you do next? Like, what's your next thing? And I was like, next? I've been doing it all at the same time. Like, (laughs) disaster is like one seventh of what we do every day. And so um, are we having conversation? Yes. Um, you know, we submitted a pretty sizable grant to the state and when we look at who got funded, we're like, hmm, okay, I'm, there's not a lot of change makers in that list. Um, and so we, we know we have to carry this flag and mm-hmm. just keep having conversations like this. Yeah. yeah. Um, because every time we talk to somebody new, they're like, wait, you're doing it. How can we help you? Right. What, you know, like our conversation this morning was around ethnic hair products. Like mm-hmm. that we had to find sources because mm-hmm. we had a family that got turned away mm-hmm. and not turned away. Like they just didn't have a product that they felt comfortable taking. And so this morning I was like, okay, we got to find it. How we fast can it get it. here? Right. Yeah. Where can we get it? And so no one else is talking about that except Megan and Tina over in Alejandro. <laughs> like, <laughs> These two white women at <laughs> the like, community resource center. Like, you know, sending a text and, you know, like, to Calling friend, trusted like, safe yes, space friends. Like, I'm about to ask a very uncomfortable question. Can you help me through this, through but, this product but, search, but, you know? But one, it's good that you all acknowledge that, oh, right? And that because, like, some people just don't, right? Yeah. And that's a problem. But, but, and then, too, like, you all have, like, friends and allies yes. and just folks that y'all can say, hey, look, you know, I need products for people of color yes you know and i maybe just don't know do you have some suggestions and this is just growing your learning right totally Um, which we should all be doing that's our posture yeah every day every day we are growing (laughs) and learning every day you know we we've been really huge in the afghan resettlement process yeah we're not doing the resettlement but we are gathering Mm -hmm. and producing the goods for the families to move into their new established departments. Right. And so we've learned, we have learned so mm-hmm. much about the Afghan nation and population community. And community. Like 
you need not just a tiny saucepan, you need a big saucepan. Right. You know, you need this type of this, product. Yeah. And then, because in our minds, there's nothing worse than giving you something that you can't yeah. use right. or walking in this. And I told her this morning, I said, I can't have another family walk into one of our spaces and not have something that feels yeah. relevant, right. that yeah. feels like this is what I need for my household. Because right. it takes a lot of guts to ask somebody for help. Right. And I never yeah. want anybody to feel like they couldn't get it. Right. Well, the problem is Suave is 99 cents, you know? And That's so, a whole conversation. So you have these brands that have made specific kind of products super affordable, super cheap, probably not great for your hair, probably not great for your body, but they're so affordable that everyone's like, oh, I can give $10 and I'm going to give them 10 shampoos. But the problem is our ethnic hair care is like 8 and 10 and $12. And, you know, it's just... Talk about intentional barriers. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. talk about intentional That's barriers. Wow. I didn't even think about that being an aspect of like, of hygiene, right? Because, mm-hmm. you, you know, you think, hey, everybody is deodorant. It's just right. about it. It's just right. like, oh, no, like it's, it's a cult. Culture plays a part. Yeah, it's absolutely. a hygiene. Absolutely. And so you all have to kind of react to that as well. Yeah. Learn. Yes. And then try to pivot and say, okay, what, like, thank you for this for this for this information yeah. now how can we, us three yes <laughs> get yeah. together and figure yeah. out like who are some who are some partners that we can reach out to in order to be specific and more intentional about serving communities that need different type of hair or hygiene products absolutely well, we're in seven counties yeah so davidson county looks different from wilson county right wilson county looks different from sumner or rutherford and so you as we we load in these pantries and we load into partners we have to like have real conversation about who are you serving. Right. What does what does your average clientele look like that's coming through the door asking for assistance? And then how do we overlay the products that are available to us? Mm-hmm. Um, and what do we need to assist with mm-hmm. um, to kind of make up for that shortfall in a community that needs a little bit more? Yeah. It's just about finding the gaps. Um, I mean, that's what we're doing all mm-hmm. day long mm-hmm. is even in spaces where they have hygiene well, what are you not getting? Right. Are people uncomfortable dating, mm-hmm. don- donating feminine products right. and you want us to source that for you? No yeah. problem. I mean, it's just, it's identifying the gaps and doing so in a way that's relevant to the community it's serving. And we learn something every, every day. day. <laughs> every day. What did y'all learn the most? Like Nashville, you know, we had like the the tornado hit mm-hmm. March third, and then a few days later, a pandemic happened, mm-hmm. right? So, what did you all learn during that process? And like, I guess you was one, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so I was over so, here so, in the ocean. That's okay. Tina, I'll have a, I'll have some pizza. <laughs> Tina, what did you learn, right, during that process? Oh, it's long. I mean, you know. Thank goodness. I, I call. I would. Facebook was my friend at that moment. I'd be like, "Hey, I need a photographer. Can you come today? Hey, I need this. Hey, I need that." And on the year anniversary and the second anniversary, I started kind of going back through the the people that had tagged us and stuff, and and what had happened. Um, and I saw this progression that. And even today, we had a volunteer that hasn't been there since August, and she is like, "Oh my gosh! Like you guys have." drastically changed what you're doing (laughs) and how you're doing it you know for us going into that march 3rd tornado we thought we had a really good network we had a horrible network um we had a network that had major holes in it and so when you think about a tornado that goes county to county line and then into another county that you serve um and I'm being pulled in two different directions, one for Davidson, one for Wilson. Right. You know, how do you begin to serve in very different ways? Um, Davidson County is a special breed because they, the government and the city demand so much from the nonprofits. Mm-hmm. We fill in so many gaps um, that just aren't necessarily how other counties operate. And so... Um, it was a lot of hard work, you know, and it was a lot of 12, 14, 16 hour days in which you, you know, like you're seeing midnight as you close a gate, knowing that you're opening that gate at 5 a.m. On the other side, I had individuals that had just lost their homes Mm -hmm. or their neighbor's homes that said, 
hey, we're going to set up a distribution for our three streets in my front yard or in my backyard or in my living room. Um, We're going to just open it up to the to the community and and they were vetted people like we knew who they were and we're like come get your stuff or we had churches that were gone that went and pitched the tent and put up the tables that they could pull from a tree and started serving their community and so you know through this process these um amazing leaders of other organizations whether they were impacted directly or indirectly by the tornado because i think everyone was impacted um, said, we're going to open our doors and we're going to serve and here's how we're going to do it. And wow. so that all of a sudden you had this army of just people coming out of the woodwork. And mm-hmm. I think that's the blessing and the curse of Nashville is the moment something happens, everybody wants to pick up a chainsaw and go cut a tree down. And at times we have to be like, whoa, hold on. Like, please don't we, do we still have gas lines <laughs> that are alive. We still have that, that tree is about to damage worse. Yeah. Um, but it was um, a time in which I'm so thankful I participated in the way that I did and could be a part of the solution of how the community responded in, you know, to right. people that probably never imagined they'd be part of a tornado. Right. I want to get into the deep, deep stuff now. Hmm. Right. Um, and a lot of it is like logistical. Like, <laughs> like. We live in that space right. all day. Like, how, so you you all like are the you know only like hygiene hub right in mm-hmm. Middle Tennessee, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's cat is small. Yeah, it's pretty small. Like, so <laughs> yeah, like uh, like the only one, right? Which yes. is which is crazy. And you, you know, you would think it'd be more more people, uh, more organizations focused around hygiene, but it is what it is. Um, Logistically, how does that process look? If, um, if if I am a community member, or if I'm an organization, and I see a need like, hey, like my community needs hygiene, mm-hmm. right? Or um, maybe my school needs hygiene products, or just I just live in a whole community where it's just hygiene property, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. How would one go about? Like, is that something? I need to find you all. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't even know y'all exist, or is that something mm-hmm. you all are constantly vetting and trying to find? Like, how can who can y'all give away stuff to? Yeah. Yes, all the way around. <laughs> all the, all <laughs> of the above. And and that's when when you are the only person doing something, at least on a large scale. I, I want to commend that there are people out there that are doing it again in their mm-hmm. communities. But when you are the only one doing it at a large scale, it's it's all of the above and. To kind of go off of what you were talking about with the tornado, I think um, it really created this model of partnership in yeah. a brand new way for us, for the yeah. CRC. And so the way that we primarily can build capacity, because like we said, we're three and a half people. We couldn't serve a million people a year, just the three of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we'd try, but we'd never get there. The the primary sort of vehicle um, that really gets our stuff out is partnerships with mm-hmm. nonprofits, with churches, with schools that have people that are on the front lines doing direct service work, getting in touch with us or vice versa, us getting in touch with them and saying, how do we plug in? Because when you're serving folks, it's a whole, it's wraparound case management, how do we plug in as your hygiene source? And so, I mean, we've got a network of over 300 nonprofits plus school districts on top of that, that we will work with in any capacity they need, whether it's, I need 650 kits for this Mm one-time activity, Mm -hmm. or I need a hygiene pantry so I can serve people 365 days a year. And we're really looking for partners that are ingrained in a community Mm -hmm. um a lot of people come and say i had a great idea i want to start this and i'm like but you're you're not in the community right where we want someone that hurts yeah yeah but you're not they're not in in it you know they're they're you're talking about something here here yeah and trying to say over here and so like we talk a lot dream streets is one of our partners that we do a lot with like the tornado hit, they were serving food. They call me, they're like, we need blankets. We need this. I mean, we rolled a giant truck up into their, <laughs> their very tiny cul-de-sac turnaround. Uh, the neighbors probably hated us. But, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a situation where, like, they know what their community needs. They know that 
Mr. George down the street is really struggling with even just getting to the laundromat. So we take him to the laundromat right. and then we saw that he couldn't, he didn't have soap. And so we bought him some soap. Like, so it's things like that, that when you know what your community needs, wow. you are serving and then you're willing to ask that next question of how do you need more assistance? Like, right. how can we help you more? Right. Um, are the kind of people that we're looking for yeah. wow. um, to do what we do. And, and it, and it seems to me that, like you all should be at every, like kind of any community event or any any wraparound services that is happening in a community. You all should have a space there because it just like makes sense because you never know, right? Yeah. And then yeah. It, it 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 helps people with that dignity part, right? Mm-hmm. Even if I'm doing a food drive, yeah. if I'm mm-hmm. if I said, hey, I'm a, I'm gonna give out free pizzas, you know, for mm-hmm. from two to two to six. Yeah. Like, well, here's a whole. Yeah. truckload of hygiene for yeah. those people too because yeah. like you all said like it, a lot of this stuff is going hand to hand people that are probably suffering from hunger yeah. or have mm-hmm. food that probably need hygiene products too yeah. mm-hmm. right and so um yeah y'all got and me and how thinking. do we do it with only three people yeah yeah how, yeah yeah, 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 how, yeah. yeah. Um, Who's, how somebody has to drive the truck yes. and <laughs> well to pick up the like and somebody's got to pay for that product yeah you know? mm-hmm. and the hard part is when you know, we do drives. We've had 20, 27. 27 drives since January. Wow. Um, mm-hmm. Some really big, some really small, some in the middle. Um, every bit of that product is important. Though, yes. You yeah. know, and so if you are the brownie troop that is like, I got 27 items <laughs> and that was really great. We're celebrating those kids. Like yes. we are like, bravo. That's amazing. Come, you know, come pack those 27 items along with 300 other things that we're going to give you <laughs> so that you understand why that drive was important. Yeah. Um, but there's not enough drive um, around what we do. Food mm-hmm. is something that everyone at some point has had a hungry belly. Mm-hmm. It, and it's just, it's life. You went too long. You like had to go to the emergency room and you didn't eat. Like whatever the thing is, like someone has had a hungry belly. So mm-hmm. they understand not wanting to have that for a child or a family. Mm-hmm. The lack of going days without deodorant for the average human being is mind-boggling and people are like i would never do that why would but we have individuals that are living in our community every day that that's the struggle that they have and they don't have access to deodorant so when you start talking about would you like to host a drive it's sexy to do like a canned food drive and make a canned food wall and talk about how many packages of ramen you can get in Mm -hmm. but when you talk about deodorant and shampoo and feminine hygiene there's this stigma around that that's like ooh. Like, that's personal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really personal. And so yeah. until we have conversation like this, like, for us, we'll talk about feminine hygiene all day. Like, right. it will come up in conversation. Yeah. It'll be brought to a meeting. It will be whatever. But you say that in mixed company, and people are like, oh. Like, you're, they're looking around, <laughs> and they're, like, fidgeting, and we're like, sorry. We didn't, yeah. we didn't realize, we didn't realize you know? that yeah. wasn't that kind and of space. And so unless we're having conversation like this, and people are seeing the importance of what happens on the other side? Like our kids that are getting, when I say our kids, cause I feel like they're our kids, you know, like our kids that are going to hygiene pantries and getting served are come to school more often. Mm-hmm. Maybe with mm-hmm. a smile on their face, they're being there. I love their whole self. Like mm-hmm. one of our partners says they become presently with their whole self. Like mm-hmm. that is the goal of whether you are five, 10, 50, All that right. if you come to one of our, you know, our hygiene pantry in South Nashville at the um, FRC, like that maybe the next day when they see you or the next time they see you, like your clothes are cleaned, you have a smile on your face, you feel confident, um, and that there's some hope in your step Mm -hmm. to see what you could tackle next. Yeah. And you really, I mean, you kind of hit our dream on the head. I mean, we do. We want to be... We have a problem. We want to be everywhere uh, all, yeah. all the yeah. time. Um, and we're so fortunate. We have amazing volunteers. Yeah. Like we, when I say that we have the best volunteers in town, it's bragging, but it's also true. I mean, there are people that just continue to show mm-hmm. up for us day after day, week mm-hmm. after week. They know what we do. They're bought in. I don't even have to be out in the warehouse with them because they know what they're doing. Right. They often tell us what they're going to do. Like, <laughs> right. that's great. I know that you would like that today, but we're going to do this over here too. I'm like, okay. Right. All right, awesome. great. Like, yeah. And that is how we do. We want, 
until we grow in our staff, which we will, but we, our plan is to use volunteers to help mm-hmm. us be in those community spaces where if you're already coming to get the pizza, whatever, you don't even have to have to ask because it's here. Right. Um, and that is our goal is pantries everywhere, but then also having a presence in, in just community spaces yeah, yeah. Um, and, and de-stigmatizing. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to come up and whisper and right. ask me mm-hmm. for this thing. Just take what you need. Right. It's cool. bag. Like, yeah. bag. You can put whatever you want in the yeah. bag and, 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 and you're good to go. See, y'all got me thinking about ideas that I think would be really cool. Come on. We'll say yes to almost so, anything. Well, well, you know how, like, well, I, one, I like how you are just alleviate barriers, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's too many times to where they create these crazy barriers for people that already having a hard time trying to get through the trying to get what you what you have on the other end yes. of the barriers. Yes. You know, whether it's, you know, trying to get SNAP or food stamps, trying to get housing, whatever, like maybe I maybe I can't read, maybe I can't write, maybe I don't have access to the internet, don't have transportation to get to public library to fill out all the forms to to be able to, you know, Get getting a stack of people who need it. Yes. So I like how y'all just alleviate all of that and just hey, look, it's no like if you need it, here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's no form, it's no like no, there's no requirements. Yes. Other than you, you do you want it or do you don't want it, right? <laughs> but I like how um, how community members um, have sometimes like the the community library. Yeah. Like mailboxes and yep. stuff. So people can just, if you want a book, hey, just come and get a book. I think that'd be awesome. And it allows people, right, that dignity part, like, hey, it's here. Yeah. I know my community needs it. Here you go. And I have a few, I have a few people in mind that I'm I'm gonna connect y'all with. Yeah, that does sure. like yeah, grassroots, like a lot of grassroots stuff yeah. um in communities where, you know, a lot of people just may not want to go into a venture into if you don't yeah. know anybody or you just like, hey, like, ah, I don't know. But they need they they need to be served too. Yeah, Absolutely. we've worked with several blessing boxes through the year, um, specifically like kind of post COVID, yeah, or post that D day of COVID, like um, you know, free store and mm-hmm. the um, fridge and um, some in East Nashville that you know, luckily like there was a community member that was like, Hey, I'm the stalker. Mm-hmm. Like I restock everything. So if you right. give me extra, I just stock it when it's ready. And S T O C K. Yes. Yeah. Stalker. You know, and so they were able to come and get product knowing that it was going to that blessing box. You know, one big blessing for us is that someone donated a vehicle. Wow. Actually we've received two vehicles wow. in the last two years. And so one is our giant truck. That's like that story is amazing. Um, feet long and it's like holds pallets and all of that. But the other one was um, a Sprinter van by an anonymous donor in Nashville, and it took us a year to get because no one can find cars. Right. <laughs> um, we had everybody looking for it, but now we have a car or a van that we can stock with hygiene that can drive around and is restocking. Yeah. They're restocking pantries. They're restocking schools. You know that's. Be like, pull over to the Blessing Box on Lebanon Road and, and add put some stuff it. in it. And so I love that. We just didn't have, you know, we were driving our personal vehicles and I was filling my truck with random stuff <laughs> and be like, well, we got to go, you know. Like, so now we actually I think there's still deodorant just like rattling around. Under the seat or something. But, you know, like there's, now there's, we're becoming mobile. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, we jokingly say like the day that we don't have to have our truck that holds all of our pallets and that we get to turn that into a mobile hygiene space yes. mm. that does pull up to, you know, our apartment communities, mm-hmm. um, Cheatham Place, whatever. Community they, health like, event. A health event and just open the doors and say, you know, take what you need yeah. and have it fully stocked. That is That's the dream. another dream. You know, that yeah. like a hygiene food truck. Yes. A hundred percent. Hygiene on wheels. That's, hygiene the, on that's wheels. the goal. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's awesome. And like, like, and and what's crazy is like one, like, I didn't know we had like a hub, mm-hmm. right? I didn't know that you always like the plug, mm-hmm. right? Most because, people don't, <laughs> yeah. right? And they will though after this, yeah, they, of course, people will know. But also because like that's one of the the items, like you see people like hey, like doing what they can, mm-hmm. you know, especially if they're trying to service like our homelessness neighbors, mm-hmm. and like I sit on the board of the contributor, right? Mm-hmm. And so like. Like I don't know if you all work with them, we but like, but like, yeah. you know, like that, like I'm pre- like, you can't like ah, it's just 
like hygiene is so important. Yeah. Um, and what y'all doing is just like I'm giving you all both two bouquets of flowers now. <laughs> oh. We give them um, right back. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, because 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 one like like. Like stuff is expensive, it is. right? Especially right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, I read an article this morning that it's nine percent more expensive right now than it is a year ago. Which nine percent doesn't sound like a lot, but when you are making hard choices about how you spend your money, nine percent's right. a whole lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, like parents with like diapers and stuff. Oh. Like I just ha- like my son, he just turned two. Oh, but, like, so you know yeah, how expensive know this stuff expensive. is. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, um, let me let me get a. <laughs> What kind of diapers are you? <laughs> are those coated in yeah, gold? Because right. they should be for thirty five dollars. It's crazy. Like, yeah. like that's something that doesn't end, right? For like many, many years, and like yeah. you can you compound that like with like rent, like childcare, and then just groceries in general, and then just just and gas, the gas, and, and all. And so like yeah. like and so if I can alleviate something like hygiene, where I, like I can get, and you're not like picky, right? Mm-hmm. And you don't have to have like this super high high brand, but something that it's mm-hmm. it's for you like like why not like mm-hmm. I, i'm advocating hey if you you can save some money go over there and, you know get you get you some hygiene products because we know i mean we talk about this a lot that in this space of basic needs which we think we are in there hygiene um when you make hard choices about your money hygiene is going to be the first thing that goes yes because you gotta pay your rent, you mm. gotta keep your lights on, you gotta pay your car note, and you gotta buy food. Right. So what's the first thing that's gonna go every single time? Mm-hmm. It's hygiene. Because right. to some people, it that's the like, well, it's a necessity, but in the grand scheme of things, it's a luxury. Mm-hmm. We say it's not, but we realize that when you are making tough choices, our products will be the first thing that you choose not to pay for. So we. Try to get to that space before those decisions have to get made. You know, I think the other thing is we try to create capacity in someone's budget. Totally. The other part. Um, so this morning we spent the morning packing a cleaning kit to go to Waverly um, that'll be dispersed with food. So they're getting food and a cleaning kit from us. About $25, $35 per. is about the value of the kit. Um and for us, that's like $35 of like a rotisserie chicken, you know, like that's like go get some real food that's not covered on assistance or make that, make the whole payment, right. you know, mm-hmm. to your phone or to keep your lights on or get caught up. Like, so when we can create capacity in someone's budget, that allows them to just breathe a little bit easier right. um, and show up differently in their personal life yeah. just as much as. Um, you know, and they're outward and, and right. what they're doing outside the home. Yeah. Right. And so th- I think that's important too. Oh, that yeah. How you Financial know? stability. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like, just having in our minds that like, like, there's, we're always in like a disaster relief, I think, right? Always. Like always, right? It might not be as uh, overt as like a tornado, but like there's like people having like their own little disasters every day in their lives and, you know, every little bit helps. Absolutely. Well, for us, we say disaster relief is like one seventh of what we do, but we deal with the crisis every day. Mm. Yeah. So it is a hygiene crisis. It is a resettlement crisis. It right. is a, a fire, fire that fire. happens. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are those little crisis right. um, opportunities in which the CRC can come in and serve um, and help out and and do it in a way that does create dignity? Yeah. Right. It's, it's quiet. It's quiet. Um, you know, I always say that even when we serve a tornado survivor, you know, with, with product or, um, appliances or things like that, or a resettled family, like I want it to look like we went to target right? and that it was bought and it was put together with them in mind mm-hmm. about how they would feel when they saw it. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't like in black bags, right? Like, mm-hmm. here you go. Like it's not trash. This is brand new product. This right. is brand new. We specifically did it for you. And right. I hope that you feel the love that that was packed with because right. our volunteers really do take it to heart yeah. what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they are the ones that are like, I'm so glad I came here today to do fill in the blank, whether right. it is to make a hygiene kit, it is to, you know, source product for a family moving from Afghanistan or even packing for some of our pantries. Like the fact that they know 
that they can think about every kid that's going to get a stick of deodorant out of that pantry as they're putting it in there and putting a sticker on it or whatever mm-hmm. the case might be. Our, our volunteers really take it to heart yeah. Yeah. at what they play in this part around this um, just, you know, opportunity. Would, yeah. would you all say that, like, hygiene is like a, like a hidden kind of issue? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, here in Nashville? Yes. Oh, it's across the country. For you know, sure. if you look at... Um, like we were just saying in me the other day and they're like, can you pull up some white pages and research about this? And I was like, no, it, the last report that really was around hygiene happened in 2013. Yeah. National. national, national report. So like you don't have people that are doing like how many people in this area don't have access? How many right. people are walking farther than a mile past a bus stop right. to, you know, buy $12 products. detergent right. yeah. and, and like, for one I, load. I guess like. Yeah, how do you like? We don't have like, we don't have good numbers on homelessness here. No, right, right. We don't have. Ex- we just have estimates. We don't have. Ex- yes. We don't, we don't know how many people right. are really homeless. Because right. the homelessness, is, if you if you're sleeping on a friend's couch, you're homeless. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we like to right. stay in house right. so that whether you are in a tent, in an encampment, right. sitting on someone's couch, sleeping in your car, like you're just in house. Yeah, you're in house. We mm-hmm. find yeah. you the next you know, the next right. housing opportunity. And so how would you even measure like hygiene? Like, no. Cause who's going to answer honestly on a survey. Yeah. If you ask me, right. Do you feel like you are clean? Mm. How leading is that? Question yeah. Too? Right. Like, that it's, you're leading. Do you have deodorant? Honest. Well, yeah. I don't want to tell you that I yeah. don't have deodorant. Right. So I'm going to tell you, especially going back to like, kids can be mean. Like life is, I mean, you know, we had this conversation. Everybody on the internet, you're always trying to put your best foot yeah. forward. Yeah. Nobody wants to come out and say, I don't have access to these very personal products. So right. we, much like homelessness, we don't know. But judging yeah. by the number of product that goes out of our building every day, it's a whole lot of people. And I mean, we are, we are assuming a lot. You know, we try to utilize numbers that have been done, census data. Mm-hmm. Um, so we try to overlay our coverage area with what does that census data look at? Where are pockets of community that are receiving, you know, higher WIC assistance or higher SNAP assistance? And we really look at who's a partner that's working in there. Mm-hmm. How do we work with them? Or where's the school that's being impacted um, mm-hmm. with not necessarily larger free and reduced lunch, but larger right. hero numbers or, mm-hmm. um, you know, access to to transportation to get kids to school like those are kind of how we have to begin to judge if you will to find places that need additional support than just being like oh it's all north nashville or it's all right. east nashville like no it's it's everywhere pockets. i mean we're dealing with um a trailer park in williamson county right you know and they want to imagine like there is no poverty in williamson county yes there is there is, right. there is definitely another side of the tracks you know so, <clears throat> man, this is this is a lot to unpack. I know wow. you got a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, no, <laughs> you got like, more than you bargained for. Actually, But but no, this is because like you all are having me look at. And I hope the viewers and, and listeners too like just evaluate hygiene so differently, right? Yeah. And kind of like the crisis that it's in, but again, like like society we put a lot of things ahead of just hygiene right mm-hmm. which hygiene does affect us all but like like why are we not talking about this more why are mm-hmm. we not trying to combat this crisis just like we're trying to combat all these other crises yeah because uh, you know people want to people want to smell good people want to yeah. feel good yes right? people want to be clean right man this is this is a lot. Wow. <laughs> no, like, you really, you, y'all got me over with a pond. And I don't ponder off. <laughs> I hope that's a good thing. Because you've had some great ideas that I'm for sure yes. going to run with yeah, as yeah, soon as yeah. we leave. No, because, yeah. Yeah, no, because, like, like my, my, whole, my whole thing about this is, like, like, we all should be trying to build community together, right? Yes. Yeah. And you, we need to be creating spaces and hubs and things where people don't have to be afraid or ashamed to like mm-hmm. to say, hey, I, I need this. I need help. And, you know, social media makes everything like everybody's doing great and yeah. nobody's doing bad. And yes. whoop de whoop when there's people like really hurting inside as they're taking their selfie and posting it. Right. Absolutely. They're really crying inside. And so um, have you all ever ran into any issues 
where people feel like you shouldn't be doing the work that you're doing or you should be doing it a particular way. The reason I say that because, again, like I have worked for the contributor. I have volunteered for the contributor. Now I'm on the board of contributors. Mm -hmm. I've done everything one could possibly do for the contributor. And we will literally get mail like from community members saying that like, what we was doing was bad for the community. That sh- we shouldn't be giving our homeless neighbors and s- or formerly homeless mm-hmm. neighbors a chance to like, make income and mm-hmm. like. <laughs> so so I wonder, like, is 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 it any of that like in the hygiene space which y'all doing? Like, oh y'all shouldn't be providing. I don't, the, like. I don't if it's that not, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know that it is in that way. Okay. Um. I think there's some much more comfortable volunteer opportunities, much more comfortable um, organizations to write checks to, okay. much mm-hmm. more comfortable check marks to check off. Mm. And so when you compare, uh, you know, a company that's got their name on a building and they say, we want to volunteer you're gonna they're gonna naturally kind of gravitate to the safe choices right and choices that don't necessarily balk the system where I feel like some of the larger organizations that have really embraced us are it's maybe healthcare it's mm-hmm. maybe closer aligned to yeah um, women's groups women's around groups. our women's yeah. health initiative yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's kind of like they find these pockets to say like well we're supporting you because our women's group is, and really, until Nashville wants to acknowledge that the CRC is here and it's not going anywhere, that our roots are deep. I mean, we've been here for almost 40 years. We've been serving for almost 40 years. Like, we're not going anywhere. Right. We might look different than we did 10 years ago, and we certainly have found a niche that we're are super serving and mm-hmm. going at it 100 miles an hour and 40-plus mm-hmm. hours a, a week. I mean, often on the weekend, you know, once that becomes a mainstay in the conversation that it's like, oh yeah, we do food and we, you know, we volunteer and we give to food, we volunteer and we give to hygiene, we volunteer and we give to unhoused groups or a kid's group, like, or pets, you know, like until we're part of that everyday conversation, part of the everyday conversation. Um, so they're not telling us to their face that we're not doing it right or that they don't like it, but they certainly are when they're voting with their dollars and their volunteer hours. So next thing I need to do is get hygiene on the wall. Yes. Uh, We need some deodorant (laughs) on here somewhere. I need to get hygiene. Yeah. You know, I need to get hygiene. And so like, um, as far as action steps that people can take, Mm -hmm. right? Like, how can people contact you all or if they want to do a drive or they want to serve their community? Because, you know, Tina said you have to be in the community. You can't, <laughs> yeah. you can't be over there. Right? <laughs> you can't be from California or Oregon. Oregon. <laughs> like, oh you cannot be from the West Coast. In general. Uh, just sum it up. But no, so, <laughs> so, how can, so how can people go about that process? Yeah. Because I'm, I'm like, I am positive. Like once people hear this conversation, they're going to be like, oh shit, like I need to, yeah. like I need to connect with you all. So how can they do so that? So Instagram is our big social okay. playground. Like if there's something happening, it is up to date on Instagram and at CRC Nashville is the easiest way to find us there. But our website, crcnashville.org is everything from how to volunteer, signing up to host a dignity drive, um, you know, finding ways to plug in. The other big thing is, you know, everybody's shopping on Amazon. You know, we receive probably two, three Amazon trucks a day, dropping mm-hmm. from one package to a hundred, you know? Wow. And so if you're sitting at home and you're like, man, I want to do something today. Our Amazon wish list is fully up to date on what we need around wow. dignity of hygiene and then go right online and, purchase that without even right. having to jump through a hoop, give an email address, yeah. nothing. Um, so if anything, like just go buy something, Yeah, you know, yeah. It's, right. it's helpful to us, but really our website is, you know, really the place that you can connect with Megan and I, as well as just what we're doing and, and how to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, y'all's website is amazing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> whoever, whoever did that, that's, that's an amazing. That's her. Oh, wow. <laughs> Three <of you>. yeah. <laughs> on the night of the bombing. <laughs> but I mean, the beautiful thing about being small is 
we're approachable. Yeah. We have to be. We're right. it's yeah. it's either her and I or both of us, if you get us in the yeah. same place, having every single conversation. And so if you're somebody that wants to get involved, or on the flip side, if you're a part of a community that you need hygiene, call Always. us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We will we will we commit to being part of the solution. Yeah. And we you know, I think everyone assumes we're busy, which we are. Like that's I mean that's just every yeah, that everybody is life. Um but we sit down every day, and if it's not that we are both in the conversation, it's, hey, I just talked to so-and-so. This is what's up. They just talked to, you know, Megan just talked to so-and-so. This is what's up. And, and we're, we're going to find these pockets mm-hmm. of where we can help. Yeah. Um, but we need an army of volunteers right. that want to come along with us and, right. and be a part of it. And every time someone donates or gives us their email address or volunteers, like, we're like, we got another one. We have another Throwing one a party. Really I'm doing the drive. I'm going to let you yes. know. Yes, yeah. Dignity Drive. Do a Dignity Drive. Yeah, we're going to do it. It's a Dignity Deep Dish. It's a lot of D's. There's a lot of D's. It's a lot of D's in there. Yeah, I'm going to do a drive. I'm committing to that. Thank I'm you. I'm committing to that. I'm going to do a drive. You. And so we're going to figure that out and figure out how I'm going to do that. But it's going to be amazing. And I, and, I, and I appreciate you, and I'm glad that like, cause y'all gonna blow up right eventually. Like it's gonna be like, cause it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna, gonna happen, happen cause that's how it happens, right? You start yes. off small, start off with one, two, then yep. three, mm-hmm. and three and a half, <laughs> and then <laughs> shout out <laughs> half Larry. Right. And then you, then you, then like you're you're a whole big like yep. organization, and then you're not as reachable, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, and then cause you'll be doing so much and. You know, people will be yeah. giving so much money and, you know, bigger budgets. I'm putting all of that out there yes. for y'all because mm-hmm. I like being ahead of, like, these type of conversations yes. mm-hmm. and uh, these type of, like, just social justice initiatives mm-hmm. and movements, right? Because mm-hmm. um, that's what it is, is a movement. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and hopefully people are just made aware of it. it and it kind of reminds me of, like... Um, conservation a little bit like climate right mm-hmm. how like it just like people are now like big but people been kind of mm-hmm. like say hey climate 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 and it's one of those things like you're like oh, yeah I live in climate every day but I feel okay right <laughs> I think it's like yeah. hygiene is the same way totally like, like, you're I, absolutely I'm right clean yeah. but mm-hmm. you know but, but like so just just making people aware like hey like there's yeah. there's a hygiene crisis that like, and we have a hub right here in Tennessee, mm-hmm. in Nashville. They're mm-hmm. serving seven counties, mm-hmm. you know, three people in two trucks, and yeah. you know. <laughs> I mean, we always tell people two thousand bottles of shampoo go out our door every week. So two thousand bottles of shampoo. Yes. So you cannot tell me that there's not a crisis when you talk about those kind of numbers. Two thousand bottles of shampoo. Slow week. That's, that's yeah. Slow week. Yeah. Two thousand. Yeah. That's a slow week. Yeah. Well, and I mean, you know, we're talking from diapers to wipes to shampoo, you know, so the 10 items get boxed differently, right. you know, mm-hmm. um, and diapers are easy to come by. Like in the people are like, oh, everybody can pass out diapers. No one's passing out wipes. Right. We're probably going through three, 4,000 things of wipes. And the good thing week, about you know? wipes is like, like you can use them for life. Yes. Like you and, don't have to be yes. a baby to use wipes, yes. you know? In yes. fact... I would say outside of babies, the number one um, people in our community who are using wipes are women in the unhoused community Mm. um, because they don't have access to sanitary spaces that are safe Mm. for them. Um, So whether that's for bathing or for feminine hygiene, the number one request we get for baby wipes is actually for that purpose. And so... Can people come, like so? If I'm if I'm off the street and I'm I'm housed, or I just feel like I I, I just need hygiene products. Mm-hmm. Can I come to like you all directly and say, Hey, Tina, Megan, you? I was told I can come in for hygiene yeah. products. I need something like right now. The better thing to do is call two one one. Okay. Um. So two one one will actually give them a variety of resources, but they'll actually look at what zip code they're calling from or community, okay. and can direct them to one of the our, closest pantry, the closest, closest pantry, pantry that's open to the public. Because okay. we're not yeah. super close on a bus line, we're and that's a huge barrier. <laughs> right. We're in a warehouse district. Like I'm like, just follow yeah. all the semis, and then you'll find yeah. us right next to the recycling center. So it's we're not actually super accessible. So mm-hmm. we that's why we're on a mission to put hygiene in places that yes. are off a bus line right. um, so that people don't have to hop three buses to try right. to get to us. And, and what does that look like for somebody that wants to have a pantry? Mm. Yeah, you know, I think having being a nonprofit is really the most important. 
um, and having a space that can be kind of dedicated for that. Okay. Um, they might have a food pantry already. They might be serving, you know, people that are coming in on a kind of a structured basis, not mm-hmm. just like, oh, it's only when we open the door mm-hmm. and no one knows when they open the door. Yeah. You know, it right. needs yeah. to have a definitely a structure, structured service that we can tie into, right. um, that they're willing to exchange a little bit of information about how many people are they seeing every week and, right. and how often are they seeing the same people and, you know, what are the other needs that they might have and, and how are they working within a referral source okay. to make sure that they're not just an island. Okay. Um, we really want people that want to be com- like connected and referring across, you okay. know, resources and opportunities for individuals. Well, look, I had, this has been wonderful. This has been we great. So we, we're not in a warehouse right now. Are you kidding? She's not on a forklift. I'm not moving a pallet jack. This is a dream. They are forklift and pallet jack. We are. Yes, check, check. So if you need moving and call them as well. Please don't call Megan, us. Megan, Tina, I, I appreciate you all both and the work that you all no. are doing. And I'm excited to be, like, I want to be a part of this. Yes. yes. Like, I yes. really do. Yes, you do. do. So thank you all. And um, we got to have you back because, like, more people need to, to know more about this. Love it. Thank you for having us. Thank Thank you.